Warning, this podcast contains cursing, barriers, ghost dogs, and angry old people. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 42, The Answer to Life, Manga, The Universe, and Shonen. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Spark and Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan. How are you doing today? Happy St. Patrick's Day for those of you who celebrate St. Patrick's Day. As you could pos- probably tell, I'm a little bit um, inebriated. I apologize profusely. Anyway, that doesn't matter much. Sorry if I sound a little blah. I'll try to keep the slurring down to a minimum. I apologize. Yes, I. you know, usually I do not partake in alcohol much. I don't drink too much, but me and my friends have a little tradition of St. Patrick's Day being the time of year when you get pretty shit-faced. So, you know, a couple of Bacardi, a couple things. If you're under the age of 21, I do not believe that drinking is a good idea, nor is it fun. If anyone who's over the age of 21... Bottoms up, fellas and ladies. Anyway, so for those of you who don't know, Sparkin is the site that provides information and reviews about manga. Pretty much what happens is every episode we review one to two manga depending on mood and if I did anything. And give you a little bit of information about it. That way you don't go to the bookstore and say, hey, this manga looks really fucking awesome. And you pick it up and it is completely shitty and worthless. You know, so that kind of works to your favor. And, you know, try my best to give you some information that's noteworthy. And, you know, just give you some news on stuff. And uh, I think that, yeah, that's about it. Well, anyway, so what's new with me besides the whole drinking party? I Well, anyway, besides this, I um, uh, not much work, a lot. My car's being fixed by a guy. And, uh... Well, been playing a lot of Xbox, especially Street Fighter. I'm trying to get the achievement to beat 150 people, not working so well. But I can, uh, I'll figure that out later. Anyway, so this is the part when we usually do news. So let us get on to the news. And I really need some news background. So if anyone wants to send me something with just 
a disclaimer for the news in the manga section, it'd be really cool. Zan.spirekin at gmail.com. Anyway, so, on the news. Now, first one's pretty cool. It is that the creator of Saint Seiya and BTX, Masami Kurumada, is making a new work. And it's supposedly a boxing story called Kini Kakero, Volume 2. And that should be released possibly by Tokyo Pop or ADV, maybe. They don't, they're not entirely sure. So, we'll see how that works out. Next one's pretty cool. A new Shin Mazinger Zero is coming out in April. And now for those who don't know, Mazinger Z is a giant robot that kills people with tomahawks. Fucking awesome. I know Dave and Joel will be going crazy over this because they like Mazinger Z, Mazing Kaiser, Mazinger 3, so on and so forth. Because the anime is supposed to come out the 18th. Actually, the day before my brother's birthday. So that's kind of fucking awesome. Alright, let's see what else we got. Next one is actually kind of funny. Now, there's this porno manga. It's a hentai called Tonari no Tarukun. Pretty much... It's obviously a reference to a lot of old stuff. It's another four-panel manga one. And what happens is it's about... Well... I don't even know. It's pretty much about the Prime Minister of Japan. But the irony in this thing is that... Guess who showed up in this manga? Yes, the President of the United States himself. Barack Obama. So, apparently the President of the United States has now officially appeared in manga. That's kind of fucking awesome. I must find this manga, and I will post pics up eventually when I get the link to it up. It came out supposedly February 29th. I'll see if I can find the links for it. And, um, you know, supposedly he's also showed up in uh, Air Gears also as John Omaha. You know, so that's kind of funny and interesting. That's kind of cool. Of course, he's not named Barack Obama. It's just new namer is Obama. So, anyway, now I'm babbling. Okay, next one actually makes me pretty happy and pissed off at the same time. Now, for those who don't know, there's this guy whose name is Leiji Matsumoto. Or in America, we've called him Reiji because the LR bullshit that Japan does. Not that I have anything against it, but anyway. So, this is the guy who made Captain Harlock and Galaxy Express 3-9 and Queen Emeraldus and the Maytel series and Battle Starship Yamato and all this other stuff. Pretty much his next manga, which is Out of Galaxy Koshika, is actually showing up on the Wii Shopping Channel in Japan, which is kind of awesome, because on the Wii, for 500 points, you can get the first chapter, and then every other chapter is 200 points. That's not bad. Five bucks for a, a volume? That's pretty good. Supposedly, there will be an English version eventually. That's kind of cool. Of course, this manga is slightly dated because of the fact it begins in 2099. Well, and it's kind of weird, but should be kind of cool. Because it's, of course, Leiji Matsumoto, the guy who made Galaxy Express 39. For those who don't know, that had sex and violence and people being skinned and a man turned into a cog and various other cool things and disturbing things. But the Wii finally gets manga. If they put up... Um, Kasuragi um, Corpse Removal Service or Ranma, I will definitely buy more manga. Definitely do that. It's a good way to do it, and I could use my Wii to look at it. That sounded really wrong. Uh, sorry about that. Anyway, next one is that Oi Mimori, the person from Body, 
some Viz Media manga, which is kind of... Anyway, she has a new shoujo manga coming out called She Is Mine. It's about two guys. One guy's name is Haru, and the other person's name is Rotaro. And they're polar opposites. And they're the best of friends despite this. And then one day a mysterious girl appears in their class and they beat the shit out of each other for this girl's affection. Just like in real life when you and your friend try see a girl you both like and, well, insanity occurs. Might be interesting. I'll wait for for a scan. If hopefully it comes over here, we'll see. Uh, let's see now. Next one is that Yen Press. They finally updated their fucking site. It has the release dates for... Kiyohiko Azuma, for those who know the guy who made Azumanga Dayo. His second series, Yatsuba Ambersan. Ambersan is the and symbol you've seen so many things. So, Yatsuba Ambersan 6, 7, and 8 are coming in September, December, and then April. It's kind of a big gap, because I understand September to April, that's three months, but then April, that's five. Yeah. It doesn't matter anyway. So, anyway. Alright. Next is awesome. Finally, remember how I told you all these months that Rumiko Takahashi is coming out with a new series and that she's going to be releasing a new one-shot? We have a date for both. It's actually going to be the 16th volume of this year of Sogakuken Weekly Shonen Sunday Magazine. So that Wednesday, the 16th issue, it's going, which is April 22nd, they're putting both the first volume of a new series and the one-shot. And there's going to be a DVD which has trailers for Yoritsai Atsura, Round 1 Half, and the Inuyasha Special Shorts. That's kind of cool. And also, it's like the Romiko Takahashi Olympic thing. So that's going to be fucking awesome. Of course, there's a memorable flag with all 51 mangaka who worked on it, so on and so forth. And fucking awesome. I will freaking buy this online somehow because, you know, I'm going to read her new story. All right. I only got two more pieces for you, according to my list. And I looked all over the internet. Some guy, he emailed me and said, Yeah, you just go on ANN. I don't just go on ANN. I also go to some of the websites to look it up, and I go to Kotaku and a couple of other sites to look this stuff up. So don't just say I'm an ANN person. And plus, I don't review everything. I give information about every manga that came out and everything. I just give you the information that I find interesting. You know? Because I could be like all the other people who just literally just read the entire articles verbatim for every single fucking news thing possible on Anime News Network, on on Anime Nation, on Anime on DVD. I could do that, but it'd be boring and long as fuck. So, I just, you know, look at stuff, see what I like, use my reader, see which articles interest me, and then just give you some info on So, after that rant, last one's kind of cool. I mean... This one is sort of manga-related, not really. Just that Masamune Shiro is actually working with this new group called Lucent Picture Entertainment, and they're creating this film collaboration called Squad. And the catch is a battle for the front mission. It'll cover your back. They are not told what it's about, but the gun on the cover looks sweet as hell. It looks like a mixture of a Gatling gun and a rocket launcher. So, I'll wait for that to check it out. I think it's live action. I'm not sure. Like I said, they didn't say anything about it. And then, finally, we have the Japanese comic rankings for the month. And is there anything of interest to Zan? Well, only number 24 and 25, which are 
Pollock, number 14, and Kurosaki Corpse Delivery Service, number 11. Oh, and Corsora Gunzo, number 18. Besides that, not much else. I mean, Shaman King, pfft. Skeet Dance, pfft. Shaman King, pfft. Team Medical Dragon, I have no interest in that. Um, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Steel Ball Run, eh. Eye Shield 21, eh. One Piece, we won't even get there. So that's about it, I believe. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm, like I said, less, anyway, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm gonna stop saying I'm sorry. I'm just gonna stop saying uh. So now on to the manga review of the week. For those of you who remember from the last episode, I spun the wheel of manga and I was able to get Kakaishi, which ironically I gave you some news information about last week. So what is Kakaishi? If you translate literally, barrier master about. Well, let me give you some info about the manga first. Now it was created by Yellow. Tanabe. That's gotta be an awesome name. Yellow Tanabe. I'm named after a color. I wonder where green and blue and red are. Anyway. So next. The publisher in Japan was Shogakuken and the English publisher is Viz Media. It originally came out in 2003. It's still coming out. There are 23 volumes and it's a shonen action supernatural comedy and there's a TV series that came out on Japanese television on Yomiruri TV. And that was only 52 episodes long. So, the whole series of Kikaishi is that 500 years ago there was this feudal lord who, he had immense power, a lot of ability. And because of this, he was a demon magnet. They'd keep coming to want to kill him and absorb his ability and create lots of havoc and destruction and lots of angst in the world. And because this invincible power all of them want this. He kind of was burdened by the situation. So, a famous mage, Tokimori Hazama, appears and kind of saves the day. And now it's present day. Well, not really. The first chapter takes place a little earlier than that. But in present day, there are these two clans who are the Simimura clan and the Yakimura clan. And both of them are fighting for whoever's going to be the new leader of the Hazama clan, because they're kind of offshoots of both of the clans. And, you know, the elder generation, the specifically the patriarch of the Semimura clan and the matriarch of the Yakimura clan hate each other with a passion. Every time they see each other, you're a fraud! You're just a lazy fucking bum! Well, you're an old bitty! And I hate you, you stupid whore! So they're constantly fighting. And then you have the middle family, you know, the the main character's parents kind of not really giving a shit and their siblings who are lucky and then you have the main characters the first one is Yoshimaru Simimura he is the heir of the Simimura family and he's supposedly the one that they say he is destined because he has the mark of the Hazama clan on his arm which is this little square box it's on actually it's on his in the palm of his hand they said because he was born with that, he is one destined to be the next master of Kikaishi, which is the barrier arts. And then the issue is that the neighbor, Tokine Yukimori, she's the one that, that family, she's the heir of the Yukimori family, and she has the same mark on her breast, which her grandmother has also. So again, this is leading to a huge fight. And as you can guess, the grandparents are like, you can't hang out with the other kid. He or she's bad news. 
And, as you can guess, as they're young, they're best of friends. You know, of course, Yoshimaru, or Yoshi, is pretty young. He's about two years younger than Tokine, and he's okay at his ability. He's not great. He, like, she's all about... Like, Tokine's, um, I want to be the best one there is. I want to do my family proud. And the reason why is that she actually, her father... Spoilers, folks. Her father got killed by one of these these things that they're fighting from because their job is they have to protect the land where the feudal lord was buried where his castle originally was and that area is now the high school that they ironically go to so every night when the sun goes down around 11 o'clock at night they show up in their garb and they defend the area from any of the these ayakashi which are these demons that are drawn to the land and when they get closer to the source of the power the to the dead lord's body they get more powerful so of course they don't want them to get the power and they're going to fight with everything they've got and so like I said Yoshimaru hates his job he doesn't want to do this he's kind of lazy about it and he's got skills but he's just kind of lazy he thinks Tokine can do it and because of him slacking off because he hesitated one moment Tokine gets severely injured by this one demon that she protects him from. So, it's now present day, and Yoshimaru's 14, and Tokine's 16, and, if, and now, they're working together, and you see that, no matter what, he, he wants to protect her. Like, every time they're fighting, there's a monster that shows up, he appears in front of her, and saves the day, and he's like, are you alright? Okay, cool. And she'll ask him, are you okay? No, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then, later on, you see him take off his robes that he has to wear. And for those of you who've seen The Dark Knight, and remember Bruce Wayne taking his cos- his his shirt off, or if you've read the Hush series from Batman, that's what his back essentially looks like. It's full of bruises, cuts, scars. I mean, it's not as bad as Vash the Stampede from Trigun, which he had metal holding his body together. It's not that bad, but... It's scarred up because he wants to protect this girl. That, you know, he never wants to see her be in trouble and he wants to make sure that she's alright. Now, I haven't explained really what their ability is yet. I'm getting to that. Now, their ability is that, like I said, they're barrier masters. They have the ability to create these small, I'd say, cube type things. It's, a, it's a, an energy cube that can surround their prey or actually encase them in something, and they have different things they can do. Like, they say katsu, which is bind, and it creates and activates the kakai, which is the barrier, and it'll surround them like it's in a box. Now, let's say they go to grab the ayakashi, and it's benevolent. They'll say, you know, they said katsu to, to lock it, and they say kai, and that'll open it up, and it's okay. Now, they can use the barriers for a lot of stuff. Like, say if there's an enemy going to attack them, they could say, Ketsu around themselves and make a big box surround them, an energy box that is impenetrable, or as long as they can concentrate, and when they're ready to go, they say, Kai, and they're released. So, you're probably wondering, how is this offensive at all? It's a defensive thing, which is primarily the truth. But, if they surround the enemy with the... the the square, what happens is they'll say Metsu, and immediately 
the box collapses in on itself and crushes whatever's inside of it. Now they have other abilities like later on they can actually use it to kind of suck up all the remnants of the of the bad guy of the Ayakashi, which is kind of cool. I mean, they also since they are kind of like shrine shrine maidens and shrine priests, they also have the ability to create those little paper doll servants, which is kind of funny cuz like I said, they have to work around the school and the school gets trashed constantly. And after a while, if they didn't do anything, people would notice, Hey, my locker got destroyed. How the fuck did that happen? So what they do is they use their paper dolls to create these little servants that really quickly fix everything up and make it all clean and like no one ever noticed because no one's supposed to know the truth. So it's kind of cool. The powers are pretty interesting and nifty. And the character, well, they're very different from each other. Like I said, in the beginning, the first manga, when you see them when they're younger, and when the accident happened that caused Yoshimaru to grow up a little bit, he was a little bit of a crybaby, would constantly run away, and just would slack off and didn't care. And he constantly... He was very kind to them. Like, one of them looked like a butterfly, so he let him go. And the one which caused all the problems took the form of a little girl, and he hesitated, and this little girl came and attacked him. And Tokine came to rescue him and got all fucked up, and he went crazy and just obliterated it. And now, as they're 14 years old, now, now you see the difference between their abilities, because Yoshimaru is more powerful. He's got this great potential, he's got the strength of a true master, but the problem is he's very unrefined. For Let's give you an example. Let's say that the... Ayakashi is the size of a Pepsi bottle. He will make a barrier 12 by 12 feet to capture this thing and destroy everything inside of it. So he's kind of a little overkill. I mean, you know, he's effective, but, you know, he's not as good as Tokine, because Tokine doesn't have that raw strength that he has. And she doesn't have the brute strength that her counterpart has, but she's more efficient and more ruthless about it. She's got great accuracy, precision, and she's actually able to manipulate it to actually do a lot more damage. Like, she can actually make it take different shapes and assault them while Yoshimaru can make it into squares. But he has ways around using it pretty inventively, like around the second manga there's this giant Oni they have to fight, and he actually tries sectioning off sections of the body to get rid of it. Like, first, he clamps one of the boxes around his leg and it cuts it off and then he does it around the shoulder and that doesn't work so he gets smart and has him actually come to get him and then he puts a box around himself then a box around the other one and he crushes the other box which lets him out it, the, one, his bo first box protects him while the second box crushes him completely so it's pretty cool as you can probably guess it's kind of obvious that Yoshimaru likes Tokine as they've grown up and she treats him like crap. She's frustrated with him and she just kind of teases him a lot and says, get the hell away from me, I don't like you. And I don't know if she's aware that he's interested in her, but he does like her and does care about her. And that's the dynamic of it. I mean, there's this also subplot of the fact that Yoshimaru has this goal in life. It's not to be the greatest Kikaishi of the world. He wants to create a castle entirely out of candy. It's a very lofty goal. 
and he has these blueprints and plans, and he keeps working on it. And every time he starts working on it, his grandpa goes, That's women's work! You're not supposed to do that! No! And will knock over and destroy his work. Oh, I completely forgot. Another thing about the Kakaishi is they can see spirits, which is kind of obvious because they fight these Ayakashi. Now, assisting each of them, uh, Yoshimaru and Tokini, are these dog spirits, these Inus, Inugamis, which help them out, and they're kind of... You know, one is white, one's black. One is one flirts constantly with her, with her, and the other one's kind of well. He's lazy as all fuck. So it's pretty. So that's kind of cool. And then there's this other spirit. He's actually a chef, and the grandfather constantly wants to get rid of him and obliterate him. But he was a confectionerist, so he's found a goal in life that he wants to well hang out with Yoshimaru and help him create his creation. So every time you see Yoshimaru working on his on a new castle. The ghost shows up and is like, Oh, you're doing a good job. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Ah! It leads to a lot of funny sequences with the grandfather. So, you know, like I said, the 23 volumes, and we've gotten about 17 of them. So that's kind of cool. And what could I say about the art style? Typical shonen art style. The design for the, the Oni and a couple of the other Ayakashi are a little weird. I mean, I don't know, something just didn't seem right with them. I didn't expect them to look like that, and some of the drawing I style I'm not too keen on. But, the manga itself isn't bad, it's an action manga, so it's a little engaging. It's very repetitive, and I mean, when it, when it went from the fact that it went from the fighting to this whole, I'm going to create the greatest thing of all time, that actually gave the characters depth, which I thought was actually brilliant. Of course, a lot of it's kind of, oh, Yoshimaru's always sleeping in class. That kind of gets boring after a while. Of course, there are other characters who could see these spirits, and there's going to be more later on. I mean, this isn't one I would really follow. This, oh, I wouldn't follow this too much, even though it has won the 2007 Shogakukan Manga Award. So it's an award-winning manga, but I don't know. Just, I've read one shonen, I've read them all. This is kind of cool. I enjoy the premise. I like some of the stuff. I mean, it just doesn't really sing to me. It doesn't give me that kind of, you know, that 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 sense you get when you read a really good manga. You're like, I can't wait for the next volume to come out. I can't wait. You know, this one, it's entertaining. Don't get me wrong. I really enjoy a lot of it, but it just doesn't have that. I don't want to say punch. But doesn't have that energy that some of the other mangas have. That that gumption that keeps it going. That makes me want to read more. It's just like a normal manga. It's like a normal book that you see in any bookstore. And you just pick up, flip through. It's interesting. It's cool. And you don't really want to pursue it. Well, I don't want to pursue it. You might. But... So... For Kakaishi, I'm going to give it a your typical re a typical gift from your crazy aunt Muriel. Now, before you Kakaishi fans go crazy and say that's obscene and wrong, and you're a horrible person for hating our favorite manga, like I said, it's not for me. It's interesting, it's kind of cool, but just couldn't really get into it. It just didn't draw me to want to read more. I mean. I read a couple of volumes, it was kind of cool, but I didn't want to pick up more. 
I mean, of course, you had a lot of the plot coupons. You had the main character isn't strong enough to to do things, but when he's in trouble and his girlfriend's in trouble, he's going to save the day. And, of course, the girlfriend uh, doesn't realize he's in love with her. That is all used time and time again. The thing which made it really funny was the grandparents, because they're so both completely insane. Uh, Tokina's grandmother hates them completely. Like, there's one time when she just looks over the fence, sees Yoshimaru's grandpa doing exercises, and she blasts him with the hose for no reason. And then the grandfather gets pissed off and tries to throw a, a ninja star at him, and she blocks it with the barrier. So, that was entertaining. So, like I said, check it out. It's worth checking out at least reading. Is it worth keeping? Eh. It's kind of mundane. Could be better. We'll see exactly what happens with it. So, anyone who doesn't disagree with my statement, just send me an email. Spirekin at gmail.com or zan.spirekin at gmail.com. So, I believe that's about it. I mean... Well, still got our contest going on. Design a new logo for the Wheel of Manga. Of course, the shouting the Wheel of Manga, voice of Wheel of Manga. That's on June 31st. No one has sent me anything, really. Just one guy said Wheel of Manga. Sucked. Come on, guys. I know that most book readers don't like talking. No one's going to see your face. No one's going to know what you look like. You can even send me an alias or use a fake voice. It'd be kind of interesting just to hear someone else say, Wheel of Manga! Would be kind of cool. So, check it out. Just send me an email. Voicemail. Anything. Be kind of cool. Uh, other contests, of course, we have the Design a Wheel for the Wheel of Manga. Pretty much all you have to do is pick ten tiles from the Wheel of Manga list, and then you send it to me. And if I like it, I'll use it. Only prerequisite is it has to be manga I haven't used already in the show. Last two I got were the same manga I had already reviewed. It's like the person wants me to review them again. And the fact that they put Bombos on there doesn't really endear them to my heart. Seriously. I hated Bombos 1. I'm not torturing myself again. I mean, the fact that you wanted me to review Bitter Virgin after Mason did, that was kind of cool because the manga is done, but I'm not going to encroach on any of her reviews because she worked hard on them. And if Mason ever returns, which hopefully she will one day, hopefully by the 50th, you know, it'd be kind of cool to have her record it. Anyway, anyway. Uh, other contests, well, there's a designer promo for the show. That one's self-explanatory. We're still doing that. That's on all the time. Pretty much send me just an opening for the show. Typical warning, whatnot. Just give me vulgar language, explicit themes, and the rest you can say whatever the fuck you want. You could say that this manga is awesome, it's great, this anime is the greatest show ever, this is the greatest podcast ever, I love it so much, I want to do it. I don't care. Just send me something. Be awesome. I know I'm begging with you people, you listeners, the few of you who do listen and enjoy this show, and I appreciate all of you. You know, so it doesn't matter. I'll still come out with quality episodes or not quality episodes, maybe just like it because I suck so much. I don't know. We'll see. Send me any feedback you want. I mean, spirecantgmail.com. Of course, the voicemail, 206-426-6665. That, again, is 206-426-MONK. You can also check us out at Friendster. Or, I don't use that anymore, so, sorry. Facebook, at Spirekin Manga Review Group, or Spirekin is the friend name. 
We're also on MySpace, myspace.com forward slash Spyrokin, and we're also on Twitter. Just look up Spyrokin. It's just pretty much me and my mundane life and how drunk I get. And yes, I'm sorry about doing the entire long Rickroll. I apologize. Like I said, I've been drinking for the last two days. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. No more of that. So you can also reach us, like I said. You can check out our forum, Spyrokin.com. Sorry, Spyrokin.rapidboards.com or our website spyrokin.podbean.com there is no www in front of it it's just spyrokin.podbean.com believe that's it well oh yes the part you've all been waiting for for the one the only the wheel of manga yes friends the wheel of manga except no substitute pretty much what well, the Wheel of Manga is, it's a Wheel of Fortune that has 10 slots on it. Every week, I assign 10 titles to the Wheel of Manga. And what happens is I will spin the Wheel of Manga. And whatever number the Wheel of Manga lands on, that's the no what I'm going to review for the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. So that way you can't say, oh, he's just putting the same titles on, or he's just picking shit he likes. No. This is completely random. I randomly select these titles, so I have no idea what I'm getting. I mean, of course I know what the possibilities are, but I don't know which one I'm getting. I don't rig this wheel. There's no way to. I mean, unless I put every on every single section, I put one title, which isn't fair. And I don't do that, because I've never been that bored. I usually will just spin it and see what happens. So we'll see what I'm going to review on the next episode of Spark and Mong Review. Wish me luck, guys. Okay, it's going to be number three, which is... Holy shit! Okay, for the next episode of the Sparkin' Manga Review, I'm going to be reviewing Darker Than Black. Uh, no, there's an anime out. Didn't know there was a manga out, so that should be kind of cool. Definitely worth reading. And believe that's about it for the episode. Well, I guess that's all. I mean, unless you want to hear me rant and rave and, well, take more shots of old Jim Bean, but that's kind of boring and sad, and I apologize to anybody who used this is their first episode, and anyway, doesn't matter. Shut up, Zan. Shut up. Shut up, Zan. You almost said your real name there. Good point. Sorry I'm talking to myself. Kind of going... Anyway, so that's it for this episode, the 42nd episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, and I know I didn't make any real jokes about... 42, which is the answer to life, the universe, and everything. I apologize profusely for that. But the joke's been done. I used it for the title. You should be happy with that. I mean, there were, I didn't really answer much. No questions were asked for the life, the universe, and everything. I believe that's it. So, guess that's all for this episode of the Spark and Mong Review. As usual, I'm your host, Zahn. I'm Gonsville. Kuru